Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts do you love selena like really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stan the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. KFI AM640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. And we're on the radio from 1 till 4. After 4 o'clock, uh, go to the podcast, John and Ken on demand. That's the podcast on the iHeart app. And you can pick up whatever you missed. Um, Going to start off uh, just with a preview of next hour's story we're going to talk with bill malusian from fox news and fox 11 because he has the exclusive on this and this is really shocking even by george gascon standards boy after you hear this i i think i really think there should be some kind of organized demand among ever of government officials and everyone else to have gascon removed from office immediately somehow force him to resign i mean uh, this this story is just awful and i'm just going to give you the outline of it because bill malusian will come on next hour with more details but lapd has arrested a man for well 
he was arrested last week for killing his neighbor. His name is Stephen Sutherland. He's accused of killing his upstairs neighbor, Jennifer Gomez, who was shot multiple times in her own apartment on May 23rd. Stephen Sutherland has a past. He really has a past. He almost stabbed a construction worker to death three years ago. But George Gascone gave him a mental health diversion program. The probation office said he ought to go to prison. Gascone said no. Now, again, he, he, he stabbed a construction worker almost to death in 2020, does not go to prison. Ends up killing, last week, his neighbor. She had asked him to keep the noise down. The probation office had said Sutherland was violent and a risk for future outbursts. Sutherland is black. And as you know, Gascon's campaign is that uh, blacks are disproportionately incarcerated. So now it's gotten to the point where if a black man stabs someone almost to death, um, then they get no prison time. And eventually this guy killed his neighbor. Gascon's office claims that Sutherland met the specific eligibility criteria for mental health diversion. I, if, if, this, if, the, if this is the policy, we are doomed here in Los Angeles County. We are absolutely doomed. How many other people have gotten this program, have committed a violent felony? Felony, you know, attempted murder to me, I think to any reasonable person, is just as good as murder. You, you intended to kill. I guess his aim with the knife was a little bit off. He didn't hit a main artery. Wow. I, I, well, anyway, we're going to get into that coming up after, after two o'clock. I, we, this, this, this just can't go on. I don't, I don't know what else to say. This simply can't happen. And it, it's, and it's everybody's fault. It's everybody's fault who voted for him. It's everybody's fault for not Signing the recall in great enough numbers, it, it, it's that every politician in this town ought to be screaming about this. It was, uh, it was a woman named uh, Jennifer Gomez. Shot multiple times. So he switched from a knife to a gun. I guess the knife wasn't efficient enough. I, I, there's nobody in public life that cares? That's amazing. So we'll, we'll get to that. Now, Um. There's, there's a big story in the El Segundo Times today on uh, Karen Bass and her homeless program, the one with that uh, idiotic title, Inside, State, Inside Safe. Oh, God. She has suddenly discovered that um, a lot of homeless people don't want to go indoors. She uh, claimed that uh, there was no such thing. In, in the past, she insisted that there's no such thing as people who don't want to go indoors. And, of course, we knew that's, that's not true because we've seen six years of failure. Six years of failure of them trying to coax people indoors, and their success rate is very low. And, and it's obvious. And for some reason, oh, for some reason, I know why. After she got elected, 
most of the media do cheerleader articles every time she closes an encampment uh, and ignores that 98% of the homeless are still there. In fact, probably over 100% of the homeless are still there because they keep coming in by train and bus every day. And we'll, we'll get to that coming up in just a couple of minutes. Um, they, this, this, this L.A. Times writer, David Zanizer, we've been reading uh, this hack stuff for a lot of years. Um, homeless outreach workers went to the streets of downtown L.A. last month and delivered the sales pitch, give up your spot on the sidewalk and live in a nearby hotel room. David Ruther, who has a tent on Broadway near the 101 freeway, had an emphatic response. No way. David Ruther doesn't like the rules at the L.A. Grand Hotel. And he says it's not right that the vagrants have their, get this, get this violation of this man's civil rights. They have their bags inspected when they walk into the hotel. Ouch! <laughs> I told them I wasn't going to give up my constitutional rights and have them search me every time I go to the store to buy a soda pop or a pack of beer. Ouch! I, he's sitting on the sidewalk in an office chair holding a cup of Starbucks coffee and a cigarette. Now... It says she's, Karen Bass has moved 1,200 vagrants off the street in various places, and they went into motels and left an area free of tents. Yeah, that, that's true to a very limited extent, but when you have well over 40,000 people living in the street, 1,200 is not noticeable except for those specific neighborhoods. And that, that's, that's a great thing. Up to that point, but it seems like progress is stalled because 1,200 people over five months is not much. Um, I mean, what, what what are we talking about? We're talking about less than less than 10 a day, and by the end of the by the end of May, you're talking about 150 days. So less than 10 a day are taken off the streets. I am sure that more than 10 are coming off the buses and trains every day. The, the sticking point for this story is the, um, is Alvera Street. And they got 78 people to go indoors, but there's at least three dozen tents still around the region. Main Street, Spring Street. Yeah, Spring Street. That's where the El Segundo Times used to be before it fled. Cesar Chavez, Broadway. Okay, Ruther's on Broadway. And in some locations, new arrivals have taken the place of those who accepted hotel rooms. And in others, I love this phrase, long-time encampment residents. David Zanizer writes as if that's their legal address. Do they have their own zip code? Long-time encampment residents? These are, these are vagrants doing drugs in the open, in the street, living in tents, on the sidewalk, blocking normal residents from getting anywhere. When we come back, I'm going to read you something from um, a memo 
written by some of Karen Bass's uh, members of her uh, vagrant team. They wrote a memo to the city council telling the city council members what they found. And I guess this must be shocking. They put it in a memo, and they're trying to inform the council members. I guess, what, the council doesn't know what's going on? They, they seem to be stunned by stuff that everybody else in the city has seen for the last, you know, five, six, seven years. I, I, I'm totally astonished not only that this happens, but it seems Karen Bass is completely stunned and bewildered that all this was going on. And the El Segundo Times, which should have been detailing this for years, is now writing about how stunned Karen Bass is. What a mess. I'll tell you more about it coming up. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. We're on the radio from 1 until 4 in the after 4 o'clock. Uh, you go to the iHeart app for the John and Ken On Demand podcast. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it to catch up with what they missed. We already broke last month's record. How about that? And uh, today's the 30th, right? We got two days to go and we broke last month's record. I'm telling you, because it's a way, doesn't replace listening to the show live, but you can get all the parts you missed. It's hard to stick around for anybody, any show for three hours, but then at night and on the weekends, you can catch up on it because it's all good. Uh, Ken's away today, but it's still all good. And I'm telling you about uh, Karen Bass. Nothing funnier than the El Segundo Times and their hack homeless lovers that masquerade as uh, writers, David Zanizer, uh, chronicling Karen Bass running into reality. Now, here's a big question. Was Karen Bass, she was in Washington for 10 years before she, she became mayor. Did she not know what was going on in the city? Because every time I read about one of her reactions, it's along the lines of like, well, I didn't know it was this bad. I mean, there was a campaign, and that was the main issue. Her opponent, Rick Caruso, talked about it constantly, ran millions and millions of dollars worth of commercials. And I told you she was just giving lip service to this because at her heart, she is somebody who sits at meetings. She sits at roundtables. She's always been a legislator. She's never been in an executive position to make decisions. She's always been somebody who writes lengthy proposals, then reads other legislators' lengthy proposals, and then they try to come to some kind of consensus, some kind of watered-down consensus to pass a bill. That's not a skill set for solving huge problems in a major city. And I think she was so out of touch being in Washington that she had no idea how far it's gone. And so the story today by, by this uh, hack Zanizer is about Bass's Inside Safe program and that the problems they have convincing people to go indoors. Because um, she uh, had thought dur during the campaign, during her State of the City address, Karen Bass said her program had finally dispelled the myth that people do not want to come inside. Finally dispelled the myth. It's not a myth. A lot of them don't want to come inside. And then when you 
Put them inside. They don't want to stay there. And we all knew this. Was she lying? Was she stupid? Was she just ignorant of what was going on in the street? Why do you think those people are there? It's because they don't want to go inside. Now, she says, she always expected there would be some vagrants who refused to move indoors. Well, that's not what she said during the State of the City address. And she acknowledged that the rules at the L.A. Grand Hotel, which I mentioned earlier, are very strict. And the L.A. Grand is a hotel that one vagrant refused to go to. He doesn't want his constitutional rights violated. He doesn't want his bag searched. He doesn't want them to find his, his, his uh, soda or his beer. So you still have a lot of tents on the street. And the story, uh, as I mentioned, centers around Broadway near the 101 freeway, Alvera Street. This is Kevin DeLeon's district. And, oh, my God, listen to the way this is written. In December 2021, DeLeon's office reported that 84 households had moved indoors. That's what David Sandizer and the LA Times calls those encampments, the tents or the sleeping bags. They're households. Households! I, I can't believe the insanity. Um, they here they talked to one vagrant who's in a wheelchair. He's living on Cesar Chavez Avenue. He's in his 70s. He won't give his name, but he calls the L.A. Grand Hotel a concentration camp. He said he'd rather be arrested than forced into the L.A. Grand Hotel because they have, well, they have a curfew. And they have regular room searches. Probably looking for drugs and alcohol. Weapons. And Bass said, yeah, the rules are strict. Yeah. Because we're spending enormous amounts of money to send the vagrants into the hotels. You got to behave yourself. If you want to sit home drugged out, boozed out, acting out, got to get your own home. Um, in April, Bass's team tried to do their Inside Safe program uh, from 42nd Street south to Vernon Avenue along the 110 freeway. They estimated 50 people went indoors, but here we are two months later, and uh, or a month later, rather. These streets still had 15 tents, many near an elementary school. She couldn't get rid of the tents near the elementary school? Uh, here, here's a, another interview with a guy named Willie Gutierrez, who has a tent. Um, when it came time to move, though, he wouldn't go because uh, he hadn't found a home for his ladder and his buckets of paint. His ladder and his buckets of, is he running a business out of his tent? I am. Oh, oh, here's Karen Bass, astonished. That uh, during one of these inside safe operations where they were uh, cleaning up uh, along the 10 freeway, there were literally people that overdosed during the cleanup operation. Yeah. 
You didn't know that? You didn't know that people are overdosing every day? Because we have 2,000 people a year dying in the streets. Mostly it's overdose. And the only thing that saves them were we were with USC's street medicine teams, and they had to administer Narcan. And here is the closing line. Not the closing line of the actual story, but this caps the whole insanity. We know we're going to encounter some encampments where there's resistance. Again, the opposite of what she said. I mean, I don't think anybody's been naive about that. But then, here it comes. We're going to have to figure out what do you do when people are resistant? I don't know, Karen. What do you do when people are breaking the law and are resistant to following the law? You're going to have to force them into treatment or arrest them and force them to move. That's what there's no, no there's nothing else you can do if they're resistant. You have outreached these people to death. How much wasted time have you spent coaxing insane people indoors? They don't go indoors because they're insane. See, it's a circle. They're outdoors because they're nuts. They don't go indoors because they're nuts. So they're resistant? Yes, because they're crazy. So you got to get them. You got to get the mental health treatment, <clears throat> drug treatment, or you simply have to arrest them and put them in the back of a car and say, we're driving you somewhere. Where do you want to go? It's not going to be here anymore. Without force, this never works. Somebody tell Karen Bass, write to her. Just write, Karen, without force, none of this will work. I'm just astonished why they're doing drugs, why they're overdosing. I, I, I'm, just, I'm beside myself. Is she the world's most naive woman? Really? Wow. More coming up. John and Ken Show. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation nor advice. See a plan for complete terms. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm gonna talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic, and then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Listen on the radio from 1 until 4, and uh, after 4 o'clock, the iHeart app, John and Ken On Demand podcast. Uh, I saw a headline. Deborah Leo enjoyed this. In uh, Vox.com, useless jobs and getting away with doing nothing at work. It's a whole story about the people who, in theory, work 40 hours a week and get paid for it, but actually don't do anything. And how, <laughs> and often they're at home. It, uh, if you read this article, it's a long article. Uh, it looks like that work at home scam is is really sweet. Did the person write it from home? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I doubt it. <laughs> they'd be really working. Um, that's uh, Nate. In this, here's the story. It's written by Emily Stewart, and she profiles Nate. Nate works 40 hours a week in the operations department at a major financial tech company. In reality, Nate works one hour a day at most. Are you kidding me? Yep. He, he, this is the way this is written. He moseys over, he moseys over to his computer whenever he gets an alert on his phone that he's got some task to complete. You know, you know what I think? Here, here, here's a way to solve this problem. People that work from home should have cameras, yeah. right? So the boss can see what you're doing all day, yeah. right? And obviously, if you have to use the restroom, you you just say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm taking a five-minute break and or I'll, your lunch break. But then at least you can see that they're actually doing something. And plant an electrode chip in his body. <laughs> and when you see him not moving, give him a zap. Listen to this. This guy, Nate. Well, you can tell he's a fireball. And this is the kind of guy, when he actually loses his job, is going to bitch and complain about how unfair life is. And how hard he worked. Yeah, this is my own his admission. He works one hour a day. Oh. One hour a day. Um, he spends most of his day doing whatever he feels. He sleeps in. He watches TV. He does household chores. His only real restriction is he can't stray too far from home in the event he's needed for something. Oh, poor Nate. I don't have a problem with being asked to do work. It's just I'm not really being asked. Okay. Well, <laughs> so, so you just uh, you, you sit there. 
<laughs> and you don't tell your boss, hey, um, what do you need me to do? Be a little proactive here. <laughs> See, it's it's called drive. See, people with drive who really succeed uh, are not happy sitting at home watching TV. But this guy's content with it. Um, he does admit he could take more initiative and try to take on more. But he gets good performance reviews. Okay, then there's something wrong with the boss. <laughs> and he gets raises. <laughs> what? <laughs> Okay, what company does this guy work for? Yeah, that's what I, I want to know. We, we may need to make a change here, John. <laughs> I, and besides, he goes, I, I can't just walk up to my boss and announce there's, like, no reason for my existence. Well, that is true, because then you would think you'd be fired, <laughs> let goes, go, laid off. How do I have that conversation? Hey, I haven't been doing much of anything this whole time. <laughs> you don't want to draw attention to it. Yeah, Nate, Nate is, uh, is going to rule the world. Um that's so irritating. Uh, some of these jobs are apparently, according to the writer, 90% BS. Oh, it's not good for the culture, says one uh, expert. It can engender huge resentment from the person's colleagues. Oh, gee, you think? <laughs> Especially if they themselves are overworked. And you do see that combination a lot. Yeah, the people who come in right. get overworked. And the people who are laying at, at, at home are underworked. Because if he had to come in... He couldn't lay on the sofa. He couldn't watch TV. He couldn't do errands. He'd uh, have to actually do real work. Somebody would see him sitting there and start giving him work. Yeah. Um, he shows up at social events once a month to put in FaceTime and is generally well-liked. <laughs> he knows some companies track remote workers to see if they're actually working, but uh, doesn't think his company does that. If we did, I don't think I'd be employed. I don't think so either. This writer says that in reporting for the story, she spoke with multiple people who are essentially fun employed. Fun employed? Fun, she made up a word, fun employed. Um, they sit around work all day with very little to do. Hmm. Uh, I'd like to know how much money Nate makes. <laughs> yeah, I would too. <laughs> Um, and how much those raises are. Here's another guy, Charlie. Charlie said his workload has dwindled. He's not super motivated to change the situation. But he thinks this, this might be detrimental to his career in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> These really, are real people. These are real people. They're pseudonyms <laughs> for obvious reasons. I feel like I'm falling behind. Um, I almost wish I could get laid off and have a generous severance package. Oh my God! <laughs> what a loser! Yeah, yeah. This is good marriage material here. This oh, Nate and oh, Charlie. Yeah. That'd be a guy I'd want. Yeah, this is the. <laughs> he'll provide for the family. Um, the uh, let's see. He said Thursday and Friday he worked from home and did not do a second of work. The following week. Uh, he was working from the office, but in, but he read two chapters of a novel and took a nap. That was at the office. He did the novel and the nap. Where are the managers? The, according to the writer, the day that she spoke to him, he took the call, which was about how he wasn't working, from his office. Whenever I work from home, it's easier to go to work from my couch or lay down and do whatever. Go on my PC a little bit. <laughs> Even in my office here, and actually today there are a bunch of people in here for some reason. 
Yes, because they're working. That's right. the reason. For some reason. For some... <laughs> He's been doing nothing for so long. Well, he can't recocognize why people are coming to the office. Okay, so he's an idiot and yeah. clearly his boss or bosses are idiots. I mean, come on. <laughs> uh one one engineer told the writer he's enjoying the freedom of having an incredibly light workload. Uh but uh I forget how to do stuff that I used to know how to do it. I Wait, I forgot to do stuff that I knew how to do. He can't even speak anymore. Uh, he, Oh, here, here's a government worker. She completes the work in her eight-hour shift in two or three hours each day. Okay. <laughs> That's, uh, she's living off the taxpayer there. Uh, and, and they don't know how to feel. Like, they don't want to mess up a good thing, but they feel like, uh, you know, their their future is dimming. And they figure eventually someone's going to catch up. Here's a guy, works in sales. Um, the boss at his last job forgot to inform HR that he'd quit, so he collected a <laughs> paycheck from the company for a while before anyone figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> now at his new job, the company doesn't even know where he's based. He's now living in the UK. They think he's in Kentucky. If somebody asks what he did over the weekend, he'll say he went to the Kentucky Derby or something. This is unbelievable. I know. These are, these are real stories. He's got to work out the time change for that, too. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, that's like five or six hours. Um, the, you know, and so, some of them are also post online uh, their uh, recreational activities when they should be working. I wouldn't know anybody who does that. Oh, no. 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 Yes. Ding but. dong people <laughs> and ding dong bosses. Uh, I mean, look, John, in in the business that we're in, obviously people we, know that we're working when, because you you can hear us. Yeah, I know. We can't get away we with We can't this. get away. It's not fair. <laughs> I'm getting resentful. <laughs> Me too. Let's protest. Yeah. Who are we going to complain to? I don't know. There's nobody around to complain to. <laughs> True. Uh, more coming up. John and Ken showed. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. Coming up after uh, 2 o'clock, we're going to talk with uh, Bill Malugin, who really is one of the best reporters out there in the whole country. Uh, he works for Fox News. Uh, he's done incredible work at the border. He's also based out of L.A. Uh, some of his stories appear on Fox 11. And this is a doozy. And this, I I don't know what it, I don't know what it would take to get George Gascon forced out of office. You hear this story coming up? I'll give you just a brief rundown, and then and then uh, Bill's going to give all the details. LAPD arrested Stephen Sutherland a few days ago. He is accused of killing his upstairs neighbor Jennifer Gomez, shot multiple times. Stephen Sutherland already murdered somebody in 2020, not long ago. Tried to stab a construction worker to death. The probation department said he ought to go to prison. Gascon's office overruled it and sent him to mental health diversion. Well, mental health diversion didn't uh, work. Sutherland 
According to police, shot his neighbor, Jennifer Gomez. She was upset with the noise that Sutherland was making. And now he's being held on a $2 million bond. And he's charged with murder. So Gascon caused the death. He caused the death of poor Jennifer Gomez. I mean, I mean, I, it was he, he was guilty of the attempted murder. There, there wasn't question about this. This is where we're all living. We're living in a county with a madman, an absolute madman as a DA. Remember last week we told you there's ten thousand cases that he has not prosecuted. Ten thousand cases. That's ten thousand people who should be. Tried and sentenced to something, and instead, they're free. We'll get to that coming up. Uh, there's also insanity in Chicago as well. Now, this story is as of 9 o'clock this morning. 53 people shot in Chicago over the Memorial Day weekend. 53. 11 killed. The shooting victims ranged in age from two years old to 77 years old. And the mayor went to a went to a card game where people in a neighborhood were gathering to try to stop the violence. They 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 tried to stop. The, the violence. I'm not making this up. They they gathered and played cards. And that's where the mayor was at. And now I, I see on television just a few minutes ago, um, he's he wants a peace march. You you can't <laughs> what is wrong with everybody? You can't have a peace march. You can't have a card game. You you have to because they have in Cook County, which is where Chicago is the same kind of wacky Gascon-style prosecutor. The woman's name is uh, Kim Fox, and she's as nuts as Gascon is. Um, a a two-year-old girl was hit in the hand in Chicago. She found a gun and shot herself. Two-year-old boy was shot, was playing in a bedroom with an adult. A gun went off, doesn't say how. Last week, the mayor, and his name's Brandon Johnson, well, he went to the card game. He said he was going to take a holistic approach to public safety. Give money to community support groups. What the hell? Poverty didn't go away over the weekend. It's not about it's not poverty. It's violent criminals running amok because they're not put in prison. So they run around with guns and they go crazy and they take drugs and they shoot each other. There was even a, a, a murder near his home. Guy stabbed to death and left in a nearby alley. And I, I used to live in Chicago a long time ago, and I was looking at all the addresses, and it's, it's, it's the same neighborhoods. It's always the same neighborhoods. And they were bad neighborhoods when I lived there a long time ago, and it's, it's, it's the same bad neighborhoods. But a card game, that's a new one.
He is even worse than the wacky Lori Lightfoot. There have been more really bad mayors in the big cities. I mean, her and Garcetti and London Breed and now Karen Bass here, they are, they, these are all wacko progressives who absolutely refuse to put any criminals away. And so the criminals just go on and keep killing and keep shooting and the homeless keep stumbling around. And the public, keep, you keep, people keep voting for these lunatics and then complain about how terrible the city is and they want to move out. I don't know. I, I, human nature is just baffling right now. Okay, we come back to Deborah's News. Uh, Bill Malugianon from Fox News, Fox 11. And boy, was, was any other time in American history, a guy like George Gascon would be run out on a rail. There was a, there was a uh, man named Stephen Sutherland who tried stabbing a construction worker to death. He, it was attempted murder, but he was sentenced to mental health diversion. The probation office said he ought to go to prison. Instead, Gascon sent him to mental health diversion, which he failed because he shot Jennifer Gomez, his upstairs neighbor, multiple times to death in her own apartment. That's coming up next. John and Ken Show, Deborah Mark has the news. Live in the 24-hour KFI Newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to the John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television 
today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.